0: Hello, and welcome to the SWOA Files podcast. I am Levi Wolf.
1: And I am Abby Murphy, and together we host this podcast. We decided to make this podcast because we are passionate about the people who work at Software One.
0: Between Abby and I, we have 17 years of Software One experience across a number of different roles and locations. And we love getting the chance to dive deeper into the culture of the company.
1: This podcast is a behind the scenes look at some of our friends at Software One. We call them SWOMies the things they do at work, and even some of their hobbies and activities outside of work.
0: So whether you're a current employee, a prospective new SWOMI, a Software One alumni, a customer, a partner, or just a friend of the show,
1: we hope you enjoy this deep dive into the people of Software One and the things that make them great.
0: Enjoy the show!
1: Well, welcome to the latest episode of The Swo-Files. We're very excited. We have Grace Velker with us today. Hi, Grace.
2: Hi. Excited to be here. Welcome to the
1: show. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I was uh, excited to have you come on the show because I don't think you and I have ever spoken before until today. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we maybe exchanged some emails, but you're on the West Coast. Is that correct? Yes. I am in San Francisco. Okay. Um, so why don't we get to know you a little bit? Um, and we'll start off with some fun outside of work questions and then we can start talking about work. Does that sound all right?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, All right, Levi, do you want to kick off with some, some fun rapid fire questions?
0: Sure. Yeah. So Grace, um, what are some of your hobbies?
2: I love tennis. Um, as actually, you know, how, um, Chris and I, um, Chris, my boss, you know, Chris Brown and I, we, uh, we got connected right away, um, uh, during our, my first interview because, <laughs> um, we both love playing tennis and, uh, I'm not very good at playing tennis, but, uh, I'm trying, you know, uh, I just love the sport and, uh, it's, it's fun to play. You well, you're probably played- better than
0: Abby and I, so you've yeah, got that. Yeah, I'm going. not at
1: tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played Chris Brown at tennis? Have you challenged him to a game? Uh, game? Yeah, not, yeah, although Chris did mention that, you know, he would
2: give me some free tennis lessons, you know. <laughs> expensive, right? Like, he would give me some free tennis lessons, you know, when I'm in SoCal next time. So I look forward to that,
1: for sure. Right. We on the East Coast team, um, Adam, who's our market leader, and uh-huh. Dennis, who's a, a fellow uh, sales rep, we did the the SWO Open. One of our colleagues has a, a tennis court on her roof. And so Adam and, and Dennis faced <laughs> off and we, we made a fun little team outing of it. So if you're yes. ever in New York, you could challenge them to a game of tennis. Yeah,
2: well. I would love to do that. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. um, awesome. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see more questions. So you said you li- where you live where in California? In San Francisco. Oh, in San Francisco. Okay. And how long have you been in San Francisco for?
2: Um, I think we moved out here in 2016. So, uh-huh. so- and what where? was before that? Uh, I was in St. Louis. Um, that's where I went to school, uh, and um, it's actually the first city that I moved city in the U.S. that moved to because um, I grew up in Beijing. Um, oh. So when I first came to U.S., I went to St. Louis, and it's very different. Um, but I spent <laughs> <laughs> I spent uh, seven years there. I met my husband there, and uh, we got married there. And um, yeah, it's um, I, I would say that's my second hometown. Um, you know, my in-laws they still live there, and I still have a lot of friends, uh, classmates there. So It's a great city. Um, It's very different from, you know, where I grew up and very different from San Francisco.
0: Yeah, well, we can appreciate that because we are both, you know, from the Midwest. Uh, I'm still in Milwaukee and I I like St. Louis because it's kind of a friendly city, similar size, Midwest vibes. So glad to hear that you had such a positive experience there.
2: It, it is so friendly, you know, I still remember the first, uh, I think the first week I, I landed in St. Louis, you know, I was uh, going to school, I went to WashU there, and uh, just on my way to school, and um, people just started saying hi or good morning to me, and I freaked out, you know, I was like, <laughs> why? why are you talking to me, like, what do you want, you know, because like growing, like, growing up in big city, like, you don't talk to people, right, like, you know, um, it just is not something we do, right? So, but I think, you know, it got me, uh, it, it took me some time to get used to that, you know, Midwest, you know, style, but I really like it. And now I miss it for sure because, you know, here, it, yeah, it's kind of a big city, right? Like, yeah, I, I definitely miss the Midwest, you know, people are just so friendly and you can have a conversation with anyone that you meet on the street.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I had the opposite when I moved to New York. I was like, no one says hello or like... <laughs> Why don't people want to talk to me?
2: Or if they talk to you, they want something from you. Yeah. Like, like, please don't talk to me.
1: But then when I like, went home, I was at a store and someone said hello. And I thought they worked there. So I asked them where to find something. He's like, I don't work here. I'm like, well, then why did you say hello? <laughs> so yeah, there's always the balance of like, wait, where am I right now? Do I say hello? Yeah. Um, oh, oh That's man. super interesting. Love yeah. it. Um, where? So uh, where did you, you grew up in Beijing, you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like growing up? What were you like as a kid? Uh, I was. Um, Use
2: my mom, my mom's words, you know, like I was very um, bossy, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, aggressive, you know, because I'm a I'm a I'm a only child, right? And um, uh, I don't remember I said this to my mom, but now since I have you know my baby girl, you know, my mom makes sure that she always reminds me of this, right? Uh, she said, you know, I think this this was like five years old. I was five years old. I told my mom, that mom, like, you know, everything that's yours, that's mine. And everything that's mine is also mine. <laughs> 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 like, what about me? And I was like, I don't know, you know. Um, so, um, but over the years, you know, I, I, I learned to be uh, more patient, more accommodating, you know. And, of course, now being a, my mom, being a mom myself, you know, I think, uh, of course, you have to be more patient. But um, yeah, I growing up, you know, I would say I was pretty aggressive, <laughs> pretty bossy, you know, and um, um, took on a lot of leadership, you know, roles, you know, at school, outside school. So, yeah, very competitive. Uh, I, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I like tennis, because it's a very competitive sport.
0: Sure, and maybe the last kind of non-work question. You know, you mentioned being a mom, and before we started recording, we, we talked about that. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about your um, baby girl, and were you able to take some time off of work before jumping back into things?
2: Yeah, so um, Zoe, um, Zoe Jade. Um, so she is four months old. So uh, I gave birth at the end of January. And I'm very grateful that Software 1, you know, Chris, my team, you know, um, they were super supportive. And so I was able to uh, take, you know, some time off to spend time with with her. And, um, yeah, it just uh, it's it's so magical, you know, like I just uh, there's there a lot of learning some feelings, and emotions that um, I do not have, or I didn't think I would have. And I'm like, wow, like every day I'm learning something, you know, from, from my daughter and that's just amazing. So I love I, being a mom.
0: That's great to hear. I, I, Most people listening might know, but I'm a new dad as well. My daughter is about nine <laughs> months old and I was smiling along and, and agreeing with what you were saying. There's a lot of new things that happen every day. <laughs> uh, but maybe that's a good transition then to your role here. So we're recording this, it's June. It's pretty much our bu- busiest month of the year. So you had your baby, you had some time off. Now you're back in the swing of things. So um, tell us, I guess, what your role is at Software One and also maybe how long you've been a part of the team.
2: Absolutely, so um, my, my role here at Software One, the market leader for um, Seattle and San Francisco or our Pacific Northwest market. And uh, I'm responsible for the overall p and um, So deliver GP, making sure that we're on track with our OPEX, right? Uh, and um, by the end of the day, you know, uh, we're growing the market. Um, so yeah, that's really my role and, uh, I've been with software one for a bit over a year and, uh, yeah, I really enjoy what I do, um, uh, because it's kind of like having a newborn, you know, cause every day you're like, you know, um, they, they, you get to work on something exciting new and, uh, some, you know, some nice surprises and, uh, you know, you learn from that and then you also apply what you learned before, you know, to what you do today. So I really enjoy what I do. I'm very passionate about people here. we uh, very passionate about the our business and excited to see the you know, what we're doing with so many different exciting things and partnerships um, in, in the market.:
0: Passion is one of our core values, so you, you nailed that one. Uh, just quickly, maybe to define the term before we move on to the next question. Um, you said you are in charge of the P and; L. What does that mean? P and L?
2: So P&L stands for Profit and Loss, and uh, hopefully no loss, only profit. <laughs> <laughs> just <P>, no L. <laughs> um, but essentially is, you know, um, when you look at running a business, right, you have to make sure that the business is profitable, right? And there is that, um, um, you know, um, profits like, you know, revenue, and then there's a cost of doing business. And I'm sure, you know, uh, as we are, like the situation we're in today, the environment, you know, um, inflation, cost of doing business is really increasing, you know, um, and uh, yeah, so that's, there's a cost, you know, of, you know, running a business and um, you you take that out of revenue, that's your profit.
1: Great. And so um, I know one thing we wanted to talk about with you is, uh, sales transformation. So, uh, as an organization, we are transforming quite a bit. <laughs> We're launching a lot of new initiatives. Um, can you speak to that and, and how it's going to uh, impact your business? Yeah,
2: I, I think transformation it means change to me. And uh, um, some people don't like changes. Some people do. And for me, you know, I think change presents uh, opportunities. Right, it's opportunity for for us to look at what is working, well, what is not. Uh, it's opportunity for us to look at you know what we should do more of and what should do uh, what we should do less of. Right, so it's more like doing the analysis of what happened, what what is happening, and what, what what will happen in the future. So when it comes to transformation, change, you know, opportunities, you know, for my market, really, we're the first market in Noram that uh, that we rolled out next gen, right? Um, so we started piloting the next gen model. Uh, I would say really started in last last Q four. Uh, we did customer segmentation, which was a fun and super um, important exercise for us to go through. And then we redefined our roles. You know who's doing what. You know what's the collaboration model should look like. And of course, compensation, right, commission, right? Uh, Because compensation drives behavior, right? Um, So we started doing that, you know, in late Q4 and going to Q1 this year. And now we're in Q2. You know, we have learned a lot, right? We made some mistakes. We have some challenges. But I think it's really, it's just so amazing to see that now everything is working together, right? We have the right accounts, the right customers that we want to focus on. We have the right strategy for those strategic accounts. We understand, you know, for our enterprise commercial account, what campaigns, messaging we should get in front of them. And when it comes to collaboration, right, teaming, you know, because employee satisfaction is our core value, right? Making sure that our AMs, you know, account managers and the BDEs, they're really working well with each other. They understand, you know, how they can divide and conquer. And they, they, they understand that they are partners in crime, right? If they win, they win together. If they fail, they fail together. But we have to fail fast, right? Because we have to just quickly get up and figure out what we learned from, you know, what happened before and take that with us and move forward.
0: I was going to ask, um, maybe maybe this was part of the account segmentation or maybe just kind of know it. But being in the markets that you're in, there's a lot of tech hubs there right i mean san Mm -hmm. francisco seattle do you find that that you have a lot of tech customers or is there a specific industry of customer that we've been most successful with in that area
2: yeah good question i would say for sure a lot of tech you know, customers and also prospects, you know, because I'm always thinking about, uh, you know, uh, what, uh, you know, white space uh, new logo customer that uh, we should go after. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you think about our largest customers, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're mostly tech companies. Right. But I, I, I would argue that every single company now, you know, it, maybe you're not like a traditional SaaS company or services company you are a tech company in a sense that you need data to make, in, you know, to, to, to actually make insightful decision about your, your company, right? Like, for example, you know, it's one of the uh, our customers and one of the also, a strategic customers that we're trying to expand our relationships with. You know, I think they are they're beyond a shoe company or they're beyond a retail, you know, company. Because if you think about, if you look at all the things they're doing, you know, with the data, with the consumer insights. You know, it's amazing, right? So they're 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 really using data to help them to expand. You know, what they're doing in each local market. So to me, I would argue that um, every single company is a tech company, uh, because that is a trend.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, one, one thing I want to kind of circle back to when you're talking about the sales transformation is our, our West Coast team really was leading the pilot. Um, so I think we first owe you a thank you <laughs> for working through all of that. Um, but what would you say were some of the key learnings or takeaways from that pilot in particular?
2: Hmm. I think that there are a few things. One is the eighty twenty rule, right? Uh, which means that uh, what I what I mean by that is um, we have to figure out. You know, we have to treat our customers differently in terms of you know our strategic customers. You know, uh, why they're strategic, right? Are they doing services with us? You know, SNC. Are they growing? You know, are they growing with us, right? Um, And when it comes to strategic customers, the level of support, right, the way that we work with them is going to be different. It's not going to be like, hey, here's a transaction, here's a, you know, multi-vendor order. It's going to be like, hey, what is our collected, you know, like um, North Star, you know, vision for what we want to do with you together, right? So uh, we've done that, you know, a strategic accounts cadence call or, or, you know, brainstorming session where, we bring, you know, uh, all internal stakeholders together. So it's not just, a, you know, an AM, but, you know, normally it's an AM hosts a call. And AM will bring in, you know, BDE, sole specs, architects, you know, um, delivery consultants, you know, everyone that is touching that strategic account because it's really a collective team sport, right? You know, selling is a team sport. And we want to understand, you know, that everyone knows, you know, who the customer is, their strategic initiatives. And other companies, they're public companies. You can pull all the 10K public information from, you know, the website. Uh, it's like how we're what we're doing, you know, here at Software One. How's that going to align with what, for example, is doing, or is doing, or is doing, right? So you trying to align our capabilities to their, you know, the outcomes they're trying to drive. So it's really strategic thinking. It's 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 more about, you know, um, from a bigger picture perspective, what what you want to how we want the partnership to look like. And from there, you drill down to solution areas, outcome base, you know, are we talking to the right people? Who else that we need to talk to? Um, so that's just an example of, you know, when it comes to different customers, you know, customer segmentation is very important because it allows us to apply different uh, sales strategy sales motion you know um to different accounts right mm-hmm. i would say for some commercial accounts or even white space you know the, the strategy is going to be very different right you know instead of having like you know strategic account cadence call you're thinking about okay what is our door opener you know uh, so right now for example we're running a FinOps campaign to a lot of, you know uh, white space customers because you know to us it's like FinOps ups is a great do opener, right? It talks about cloud journey, it talks about DevOps, AdMob, right? It talks about cloud mm-hmm. migration. So it just, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an overarching strategy that allows us to talk about so many different aspects of the business, right? So, so I guess going back to my first point, right? Different customers have a different, um, different strategy. The second thing is, it's about you know teaming, right? I think you know uh, what we found is it's really important to make sure that our AMs and BDES they understand their you know their roles and what they're supposed to do and you know, this divide and conquer, right? It's so powerful, right? Uh, you know, um, there are things that AMs can do or, you know, um, can take on. There are things that BDE can do and can take on, And it's collectively, you know, them together, right? It, you know, their goals are perfectly aligned in terms of growing their book of business together, right? So, and from a customer perspective, you know, um, we're one team. So I think to make sure that you know they're aligned, you know they are supporting each other, you know they understand their roles and you know what they need to do, you know how they contribute to, you know the growth of the book of business. I think that's going to be very important too. And we did, I think you know we had some challenges in early on, but now you know it just it's just so beautiful to see like everyone is working so well with each other, and you know we understand you know, who we need to do what and, you know, how we can really grow the accounts.
0: Those sound like some really key learnings. And thank you for sharing that. Like Abby said, we're we're grateful because we're doing the same transition in our markets as well. And I did want to call out, you mentioned FinOps, which we've found to be a really good door opener too. And I'd refer everyone back to the episode with Dan Ortman a couple episodes ago where we talked about FinOps and get a sneak preview of that maybe staying on the topic of software one, but shifting gears a little bit. Um, I know that you're involved with the mosaic board and we're hoping to eventually get the whole board together, but what can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your involvement with the board? What are those types of things you've done uh, maybe to help us get excited for, for bringing the board onto the podcast later?
2: Yeah, I think um, I'll start with, you know, why I think, you know, mosaic board is so you know, important, you know, for, for, of course, for me personally, but also for, for us, you know, as a business. Um, I think right now when you when you, you know, talk to customers, you know, um, and when you, it's that's just having like casual conversation with your friends, you know, family members. I think a lot of times you think about, you know, um, what can I do to make, you know, the world, you know, a better place where, you know, things that I can do just like, you know, uh, with limited resources. And I think for me, you know, being an immigrant, you know, myself, and, you know, I really want to give something back to, you know, this beautiful country. Right. And, um, for me, you know, I want to show people who, you know, look like me and talk like me, you know, that, that this is something they can do, right? Like sales, you know, like if you have the the drive and motivation and goal in mind, you can do this, right? And so when I first joined the Mosette board, I think, you know, it was just so refreshing to hear, you know, from everyone, you know, that we have, you know, a similar goal, or, you know, a similar, yes um, uh, a similar goal in mind. So some of the things, you know, a few things that we we, we are doing or we did, you know, one is to make sure that we celebrate everyone, you know, everyone's identity. And it's not just about your skin color, your religion or, you know, where you come from, you know, language you speak. It's more about just, uh, you know, different perspectives that you bring. Because I think to me that is true diversity and inclusion, right, to make sure that everyone belongs. Uh, As so we did, you know, um, in doing a few things to celebrate like different holidays and, you know, and uh, different, you know, heritages, you know, and cultural, um, from a cultural perspective, but also like just from just a, a background perspective, you know, we all come from a very different background, you know, so uh, celebrate that is also very important. So um, make sure that everyone, you know, um, we find a place here that everyone belongs. Um, so, and then the, on top of that, of course, when it comes to, you know, uh, DEI, right, uh, I think, you know, we have seen, and I, I don't think this is unique to West Coast, but we have seen a lot of customers. Uh, we're actually working on an RP right now where the, the, the customer is requesting some information about our diversity inclusion stats, right? So uh, I think, you know, there, there are a lot of things that we're trying to do collectively as a company and having Mosaic as kind of the the pioneer to uh, lead some of the initiative, it's going to help us, you know, um, from a business perspective, right? It's going to help us to, you know, to really, to, to, to uh, be on the leaderboard for, you know, when it comes to, you know, DEI initiative. And at the same time, you know, for employee, you know, from a recruiting, retaining perspective, I think it will also, also help, you know, with that employee satisfaction, right? That everyone... Belong so there are a lot of um, things that we're doing, you know, uh, in, in in the in the background. I think, um, yeah, but Rick said excited to be part of the board.
1: I Love that answer. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I think uh, now Levi, do, do you want to talk more about Mosaic, or should we save it for the when the re- when the whole board is on?
0: Yeah, I, I think we can save it um, unless there was any burning question you had, but I think that gave us a good overview and we can dive deeper when we have the whole board.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess just one last question from my side. We are approaching um, being already halfway through the year, which is wild. <laughs> Do you have any um, big goals or aspirations for H2 um, that you want to declare on this podcast so we can help hold you to it? <laughs> <laughs> um I have many goals for H2 <laughs> for the
2: market. Uh, I think the, I will share two things. One is on the business side, right? Like as mentioned, you know, responsible for um, P&L or just P, you know, profit is um, the goal for, for H2 is to con- continuously to grow our market. And, um, you know, by focusing mm-hmm. on, you know, expanding our current uh, footprint, right, with our existing customers, strategic enterprise commercial, and also bringing new, you know, new logos and white space customers. So, you know, growth is very important. I think, you know, um, that's something that I want to focus on, um, uh, continuously uh, focus on in, in, in H2. And then the second thing is people. Uh, I think as a leader, um my philosophy is you know when you take care of your people they will take care of you right mm-hmm. so i'm here to work for my people my team and i want to make sure that they are getting the resources that that you know that they need to hit their budget to hit their quota right to enjoy what they do every day right to have fun you know and to feel like they belong right So whatever that is, whatever it takes, you know, uh, I will try my best to get that for them. Right. Uh, it's really about, you know, um, serve and leadership, right. That we're here to support our people. We have to take care of our people. Um, and yeah, Bannon Day, you know, uh, like I mentioned, um, one thing I did not mention at the very beginning is I'm also a big Liverpool fan. So um, ah. yeah, I um, yeah, so I, uh, I I love the team, and even though we're second this year in Premier League, but uh, <laughs> you know, we'll come back, we'll come back next year. But I will end. You know, my goal is you know their team mantra, which I believe is just so powerful. Is you know uh, when you work together, you will never walk alone.
1: Uh, yes, uh, my RVP is a huge uh, Liverpool fan, so yeah,
0: I've yeah. I've heard <laughs> that
1: before from Shane, so I'm sure, I'm sure he'll appreciate that when he hears it. And you're right; that is a, a really good, a really good motto.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks. I, I, w- any other questions you have, Abby?
1: No, I think that's the perfect note to end on, too, with yeah. that inspirational Liverpool quote. <laughs>
0: it's great and we we appreciate it grace it's fun for us you know to get a chance via this podcast to bring you know different parts of the country together abby's on the east coast team i'm based in milwaukee but cover public sector and you're on west coast so fun to to chat about some of those things and that's really special so thanks for joining us
2: yeah thanks for having
0: me that's been another episode of the swell files music editing and mixing by brandon Avenger.
1: And we love to hear from you. So send us your feedback and future guest recommendations. We're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So be sure to subscribe to never miss an episode.